In this episode, I'm talking with national champion Steve Cole, who has partnered with Scott Moore winning many tournaments together. Steve is the teaching pro at the Plaza Hotel, so if you're heading to Las Vegas, be sure to visit the hotel for some pickleball. During the episode, Steve talks about his pickleball philosophy, his clinics at the Plaza, and the state of pickleball in Las Vegas. So, let's get to the intro to hear more from Steve. Welcome to the Pickleball Fire Podcast, where it's all about pickleball. I'd like to welcome to the podcast, Steve Cole. Hi, Steve. Hey, Lynn. How you doing? I'm doing great. Hey, you have quite a background in pickleball, winning a number of national championships and just being an all-around great player. Before we get into, you know, some of your accolades, I'm curious as to how and when you started playing the game. Well, I was always involved in sports as a youth and to a young adult. And, you know, once I started my career in the drugstore business, I was really focused on my career for about 35 years. And During that time, I had some injuries and had a really bad back. And in year 2013, I actually had back surgery and was recovering. And my wife was already playing pickleball. And I knew I was going to retire in the next few years. And I I had the itch to get back into sports. And, you know, as you age a little bit, I didn't want to do higher impact sports. I was just too hard on the body. And she kept egging me on to come out and play. And I, about the first two or three times she asked me to play, and I, I kind of just hesitated. And, you know, I don't want to play that silly game with that silly name. And eventually she got me to come out. And that was about, about eight to 10 months after my surgery. And boy, I just fell in love with the game from from right there. And I just started playing every day and just fell in love with the sport and eventually just became really good at it. So it's something that I enjoy doing every day. Well, it sounds like you've really come a long way in, in six years to get to the level that you're at now. Can you tell me about some of the success you've had with pickleball? Well, the success really is I always had the good ability to have good eye-hand coordination, good footwork, and I I was never the most athletic person, but I was always had a good anticipation about the game, and that may come from some of my background in racquetball, table tennis, basketball, played several other sports too, but I always just had that knack for good eye-hand coordination and good movement around the court. And then I just kept getting better. And I, you know, one of the stories I like to tell is as I knew I was getting kind of good, I, I became a student of the game. So what I would do is I would watch some online videos of some 5-0 gold medal matches and you know, when I first started, there was no such thing as a certified instructor. You either learned on your own or you just had other people help you. And we have this wonderful tool called YouTube that you can watch lots of good videos. And, you know, I was watching the better players play. And, well, I just kept saying to myself, wow, that's how you do this. That's how you do that. Just by watching videos, I'd go to my man cave about every two hours a night 
watching videos and then go play another three hours. And back in 2016, after playing just a couple of years, I turned pro in the senior circuit and was fortunate enough to land Scott Moore as my partner. And we actually won the very first ever pro tournament down in Palm Desert, California. And we've been partners for about five years now, and we've won a lot of tournaments and it's just been a, a great ride. And, you know, obviously the sport has changed a lot since 2016 when the pros actually started playing on like a, a tour type of pro level tournaments. And it just grew, it just eventually just grew to what it is today. So it's been a lot of fun. And today, even today, like I feel like I still have things to learn. This sport is a sport where you never stop learning. You you just keep working on your craft, working on shots, trying to be more consistent as a player. And the name of my company where I do a lot of teaching and lessons called Keeping and Play Pickleball. And that is my philosophy in playing the game. And many years ago when I met Mark Friedenberg, who was Hall of Famer and got a lot of accolades himself, he says the key of the game is put the ball over the net one more time than your opponent. And that's where that name kind of came from for me. If I just keep it in play and I can outlast my opponent by one more shot, then you win. It's that simple. Now, it sounds simple, but there's a lot of work that goes into it, uh, a lot of thought, a lot of putting in the time to learn the shots, correct techniques, all of that. But I just... I just remember what Mark told me when I first came in and, and I just took that. And I'm like, he's right. Just put it over the net one more time and then you, you win. Well, it's interesting in terms of who you mentioned. I had actually just talked to Scott Moore and released an episode on the podcast. So I guess you're, you're definitely in good company. I mean, Scott's a great <laughs> guy. I bet he's an excellent partner. Yes. Well, in terms of you said your website is keep it in play pickleball. Is that right? Yeah, I don't actually have a website. It's more word of mouth. And so keep it in play pickleball, just discuss it just a little bit. It's about lessons, group lessons, teachings, and clinics that we do here locally. And I have a partner, Bill Batley. We're not ready to blow it up yet as far as having a website. It's all word of mouth right now. And Las Vegas is a big enough city to where... We have many, many players here, and I just keep it local. And we do our lessons at the fifth floor pool deck of the Plaza Hotel and Casino here in Las Vegas. And it's just grown into what we try to do is get people to the next level. So whether you're a beginner trying to learn the game, we do free lessons down there for that. We do intermediate classes also down there, and they're also free. And then we do low-cost-based clinics to try to get all the locals to be able to have these clinics at an affordable price. And, you know, lately it's been kind of a battle with COVID going on. You know, the hotel has rules. The the governor just 
had some new mandates and, you know, we're trying to keep everybody as completely safe as possible when we do this. We actually go beyond steps of what the hotel and the governor is asking us to do. We only put two to a court instead of four to a court. So we're very cautious about when we do our teachings. And also we provide paddles, balls, some other things that they may need. We always have Clorox wipes and hand sanitizers. So we, we follow all the guidelines to do all of our teachings down there, but everybody's enjoying them. In fact, you know, Las Vegas had shut down for a while. I think everybody in the nation heard about the strip closing and our economy pretty much got hammered. And so when they opened back up in June, we kind of figured, you know, what are we going to do? So we got with the hotel and you know, they set some guidelines and we put them in place and everybody was uh, kosher to the new rules. And, you know, Bill and I is proud to say that we have brought in 250 new players to the sport that's never played the game since June. So basically right in the middle of COVID. And, you know, now our problem is where do all these players play? Because the issue is, our courts are being overrun now with people, with players. And it's becoming an issue because the wait times to get on a court, I played this morning where we have eight courts and nearly 100 people showed up. So it's it's getting to be very difficult to get play in this sport. And I was just talking to Bill the other day, my partner, where do we send all these people to play? We're, we've got courts all throughout the Valley, but it's just been an issue as far as overrun. And even with the COVID, you know, people are getting out there, they're playing, they're being safe, but they're playing. And we do have Sunset Park, which is going to have 24 beautiful courts here open in March of next year. We're going to be hosting some tournaments. We've got pro tournaments lined up. That's going to help out. When Casinos is going to be putting in courts First, they put a, a freeze on that for now because of COVID. They've got other issues to deal with that are far more important than putting pickleball courts. But eventually, one day, that will happen there, too. We're looking at some other land and property around Vegas to potentially put in new courts. The good news about Las Vegas and putting in new courts, all of our commissioners from all the different wards here, they're on board with it. And that's why we have as many courts as we do have now that are city-funded and county-funded because they're on board. They see the value of it. They see the value of bringing tournaments here, stimulating the economy. There's a lot of value in pickleball bringing tournaments here since we're a destination city. So that's why the commissioners, even the, the excuse me, the mayors are all on board with this and they want to get us some more courts. They, they do see the value in it. So we're, we're very happy about that as well. It does sound like it's just exploding there and about the only solution other than more courts I can think of is you, you probably need to stop teaching people how to play, but that'd be tough. You know, Lynn, that's it. We thought about that and we thought that, you know, we got all these players coming in and it's a good problem to have when you have people that want to learn the game and they want to come into our sport and they, their friends are playing, their family's playing, children are playing. Yeah, it's a good problem to have. I mean, right now with COVID going on, 
you know, things are different, times are different. You almost kind of want to put on the brakes a little bit until we get some more courts. So yeah, it is a challenge. But we want to have what we want to do is we want to present to everybody that wants to learn the game to have a, an opportunity to learn the game, and they're fully aware that once this does go away, that there's going to be places to play. We're going to have uh, new courts coming, and most of these people they're they're workers, they have families, they work in casinos, they work in the entertainment business. We've had CEOs of the casinos. We've had other sports crossovers in our sport. We have some Vegas Golden Knights uh, players play the sport, some Las Vegas Raiders. It's unbelievable the crossover to other sports and they fall in love with our sport too. We've had golfers. We had a PGA tournament here back in October. A few of the big name golfers played. Unfortunately, I missed that. I was in a tournament in St. George and I missed a chance to get to play with these guys. But just the crossover into other sports is just not tennis players coming into our sport. It's a lot of others that they they feel like because it's low impact, they won't get injured. They can get some good exercise. You know, the social impact of our sport I mean, what other sport where you can come into and meet so many people that are so nice and have the, the same goals that you have, like just wanting to get a little bit of exercise, having a little fun, and just a, a good way to get out and enjoy the sun here. Well, absolutely. And, you know, all those folks from other sports, which are coming in, and once they retire, they may play pickleball a little bit more seriously it seems like the game's only going to get more competitive well you know Lynn it's funny you should say that because Vegas is kind of known for retirements and we have a lot of 55 age retirement communities here and every single one has pickleball courts they don't even build these new community 55 age based communities anymore without putting in pickleball courts now, lately, the newest ones, I would say, in the last two to three years, I'll give you an example, the Trilogy, an age-based community. I got a call from them. They wanted me to come there and do a local, shoot a local commercial for them. And I said, sure. So we went over there, Bill and I and a couple other guys, and we went over there and we shot some footage of pickleball to show them how it's played and so they could show their members. But when we got there, the funny thing was – what we walked into was something that was almost unbelievable. First of all, they didn't put in tennis courts. And I think this is what's, you know, I love tennis. Believe me, I do. I'm not against tennis at all. But tennis takes up a lot of real estate when you put in four, six, eight courts. Pickleball courts, relatively much smaller, about a third of the size. You can get in about three times as many pickleball courts as you can tennis courts. So we get there. Not only did they have only pickleball courts they had a stadium court as if they were going to have tournaments there and it was just nice to see that they here's a community who took it serious and put in the courts for their members there of the community and it's 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 taking off now recently in the last two to three years some of our age communities 
are having like their own battles between communities. So Sienna might play Aliante, and then they have this cup. They play it each year. The winner gets the cup. And it's just refreshing to see that when you mention the these people that are retirees, it gives them something to do. And because of the sport being low impact, you know, this is not an age-restricted sport. As long as you can get out there and move around a little bit, you can play the sport. And 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 I think when people associate our sport with older people, you know, young people play our sport, families play our sport. But it is a sport that is conducive for older people to play because older people, you know, let's face it, our joints ache, our muscles ache. It happens. And, you know, days of playing tennis or racquetball or any kind of a contact sport, it's just way too rough. So it's the perfect sport. It, it is. And let's go ahead and switch gears for a second and kind of move from talking about what's going on in Las Vegas, which is actually great because a lot of people do visit. So I'm sure they'll be happy to hear about that. But in terms of your philosophy of teaching pickleball and the idea of keeping it in play pickleball, how do you actually teach that in clinics and how does that work with different levels of players? Sure. So what we do every Saturday morning at nine o'clock is we, we have a lot of ambassadors in town and they're pretty much available at the courts at any given time. And they have signs up, you know, literature, we kind of promote it through Facebook a little bit and it's all free. So what we do is every Saturday morning, we have about an hour and a half clinic where for beginners, that's uh, just coming into our sport, want to learn the sport. And we go over a lot of the basics, how to hit the ball, certain shots. We go over the proper serve so they can have a legal serve. We teach them strategies about how to get to the kitchen line. We teach them basic shots like the, the dink, the technique for the dink, ground strokes. We teach them shots out of the transitional area. Once we teach them, we also do some paddle control skills as well. Once we teach them just the basic shots, then we go over basic strategies. And then we also go over court positioning. And then lastly, what we do is because they don't know how to keep score and they don't know how, you know, how each team gets two serves and only one serve to start a game. It can get a little confusing for new players. So we break it down in pretty elementary. We do a game sim simulation where we teach them how to keep score, court positioning. And usually after about an hour and a half, they kind of get the hang of it. And then I just let them do some open play after that. And they, you know, you could see them progress right in front of your eyes. And then on Thursday night, we have intermediate class. Now, they're basically for, you know, when I say intermediate, maybe around 3.5 to 4.0. Then anybody a little bit lower that or anybody higher than that can come to these. And we teach like a shot of the week or strategy of the week or both. And it's only about a 30 minute class where we teach it. And then we just have open play. But then I go around and get some pointers. Our beginner classes have been very successful. We get anywhere from eight to 23. We've had three weeks in a row. We had over 20. 
and you know basically doing almost 100 people a month so all total it's about 250 so i don't want to throw out too many exaggerated numbers there but you know when you think about 250 people coming into our sport you know in in in, in las vegas that's just what we're teaching and obviously there's others coming into our sport and there's other people that do beginner lessons too Beginner classes on Thursdays, we get anywhere from 10 to 25 people that have had as high as 40, and they really take advantage. You know, we're in a unique situation here because the the plaza itself, when we teach there, has allowed us to come in, and Bill and I are compensated a little bit there so we can actually do the classes there and present it for free. Their benefit was they just wanted the courts being used. And the problem with having courts at a casino, it's just not convenient for players to go down there and play and fight the traffic park or through the casino and all that. It's just not very convenient. But they come there with purpose and they learn a little pickleball, you know, and then they come. So the hotel called me up and they've been trying to get me there for almost two years. And I just... You know, I wasn't really interested that much in doing it. And they kind of twist my arm a little bit more. And I thought, you know what, let me give it a shot. So it was a good avenue for me to bring in lots of new players into the sport with the help of Plaza and and my partner, Bill Batley. And oh, in the last, we've been doing it, it'll be two years in March. So about literally a little more than a year and a half we've been doing this. And I am so glad that we've done this because so many people in Las Vegas have learned to play the sport now. And it's just really, really exploding here in town. Well, that that's great. I mean, it sounds like you've done tremendous work there. And I'm sure there's lots of uh, players who give you credit. So just to finish up the interview, I've just got a couple questions left. And the first one is, which pickleball paddle do you use and why? Well, I came into the sport and I didn't know what I wanted. And like a lot of, a lot of other players, you ask people and I just told my wife, you know, I like the sport. Just give me a paddle. The first one she got me was the Phantom and Onyx makes that paddle. And it was a good starter paddle for me. I won a few tournaments with it. And then after winning a few tournaments, I got approached uh, by another company that I'm not with anymore, so I won't say their name, but I was grateful for the opportunity for them to sponsor me. And I used that paddle for two years. Great paddle, great company. And then Byron Frezzo from Onyx approached me about sponsoring me, and they offered me a really good package deal. But before I accepted it, he sent me a lot of demos and he says, I don't want you accepting any offer until you like one of our paddles that you're going to use in tournaments. And so I elected to go with the Evoke Pro because to me, that was the better paddle that they had at the time. It was built for uh, control touch spin control and it already had power to it. And I've always been a fan of the composite paddle. And then about a year ago, maybe a little bit more than a year ago, I think it was around August of last year, I switched to the Premier from 
Onyx, which Matt Wright and Lucy Kovalova designed, and they sent me some demos, and I totally fell in love with the paddle. So it's a lot like the Evoke Pro. It's a step up, a grade up from that. The handle for me was a, a little bit better. I like the handle better. The surface was the same. It's a composite paddle as well with a great honeycomb base core. And the edge guard was the strongest edge guard in the industry. And so I've been using that paddle now since then. So it's been a wonderful paddle for me. Well, I'm I'm with you. I, I like Onyx. That was actually, I started off with the Onyx Z5. I've since moved on to another brand, which at the moment I won't mention since you're an <laughs> Onyx guy. But if somebody wants to get in contact with you, where's the best place to reach out? Well, either by email or just texting me, either way. Facebook. I have a lot of people that just reach out to me on Facebook, but usually email or my phone number. So my email is S-C-O-L-E 419 at yahoo.com. And, you know, you can reach me there. You can ask me any question and it doesn't matter. I answer all questions and I get some questions from Westfield and my phone number is 702-510-3180. Or you can also reach me on Facebook. You can message me and uh, reach out to me for anything that you might have. Well, that's fantastic. I appreciate you being so open to being on the podcast and then being open to answering everybody's questions if they want to send them your way. So once again, Steve, I appreciate your time and thank you so much for being on the podcast. Well, thank you, Lynn, for having me. I appreciate it. Thank you for listening to the Pickleball Fire podcast. If you enjoyed the show, be sure to give it a five-star review on Apple iTunes. 